This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Actress and singer Chantal Stanfield is back on stage for the first time since January 2020. Her show... From Coos Sisters to Knedlach is now on at the Santon Theatre on the Square. What is it like for an actress who hasn't performed live for just over two years to be back on stage, to be sorting out the lighting and sound? Well, we're going to find out because Chantal joins me now to tell me more. Chantal, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Good Shabbos. <laughs> Chantal, what was it like? What was the anticipation and excitement? And what, what does it feel like for an actress to finally be back live? I was just having this discussion this morning with someone else. And to be honest, as a performer, after two years of not being on stage, there is still some anxiety and PTSD that I was dealing with right up until walking onto the actual stage. So many shows have been cut or cancelled and this show actually from Kusistas to Knedlach with kids, we got cancelled a week before we were supposed to open, the day after landing in Cape Town in December 2020. That really affects you as a performer. Um, so much of what we do is a calling, you know. So to not be able to fulfill that through no fault of your own is a huge challenge. So coming back to the theatre with this piece finally feels like a godsend, absolutely. Like we don't take it for granted at all. Both myself, my director, Megan Horitz, Daphne Kuna Theatre on the Square, the whole crew, we know how long it's taken to get here and what it, what it has taken, you know, the blood, sweat and tears to get here. In a weird way, it was like getting on the bike again, you know, like remembering, oh yeah, that's the thing that needs to happen and kind of slipping back into it. But luckily with this show being the sequel, we all kind of know the vibe of the show, the intent, the sound of it all. So we, we knew where we needed to go. You used the word PTSD, which is quite a strong indication of where our actors and actresses are. You know, many use, um, you know, actors tell, tell their stories. And the stories, maybe it's sugar-coated at some extent. I mean, we know that actors and actresses have suffered the most, and it's almost become cliche to say it, that, you know, you guys haven't had work. But the actual trauma that you mentioned doesn't always necessarily come off on stage. Yeah, look, I've said this before in my career that audiences don't care about whether you uh, struggle to get to the theatre today because you only had like 50 rands worth of petrol or, or if your cat died or, you know, or if you have some other issue going on. All the audience cares about is the final product on stage which as an audience member you are absolutely want to do because that you're paying with your hard-earned cash to be entertained we as the as the the artists on stage our main job is to take you the audience away from your issues or your stress and yes a lot of the times we will the themes that come up in the pieces will will force you to delve further to investigate and question your own stuff but for a lot of the time we are the entertainment you know as you say it, it has become a cliche especially in the last two years with artists being a kind of a scapegoat indicator of what's happened to a lot of people i'm not trying to single us out as uh, an industry but i know from being in the industry that so many artists have suffered in a way that is very difficult to put into words. So many of the, in the fraternity have unfortunately, sadly, taken their own lives because there's no 
end in sight again going back to the idea of this being your calling this being the thing that you are on the planet to do being taken away from you it, and it's not as easy as pivoting as people say or, fi- or finding another job or it's really not that easy when it's something that you have to do you know it's been a tough time artists absolutely yeah i mean what you also highlight so well chantal is the, the anxiety a little while back i spoke to a psychologist about how COVID has impacted on teenagers and the anxiety it brings about but it's not just teenagers it's people in industries where you don't you take as you said nothing for granted yeah. where you don't know if your show is going to be cancelled last minute it's happened before it may happen again and, and there's so much uncertainty so yeah, just in terms of taking for granted, I never saw your original show from Kutsuk because it was theatre and it was always going to be there. But um, now that was also taken away from me. Um, I will be seeing your show because I will try and go out and do all the things that were suddenly taken away because we never know yes. when it'll be gone again. Yes. Will we miss out if we haven't seen your original show? No, absolutely not. What we did with this piece and the way I've written it is I catch the audience up very quickly within the, I think, the first or second scene of the piece. So you literally do not have to have seen the first piece to get the second one. I think in the in the title itself, From Kusistas to Knedlach, people already have an indication of what the show is going to be about. It's a, the melding together of two cultures and two people in this marriage. And now the addition with kids, the added layer of being pregnant or having children within that environment, within the, the myriad of challenges and uh, weird, funny things that come up. So yeah, if you haven't seen the first one, do not worry. You will be caught up very quickly. And then you can just enjoy all the new stuff as everyone else in the audience will be doing. I only learned very recently that there was a difference between sisters and cook sisters. Yeah. So cook sisters is something, you know, we grew up, you know, as I did in Pretoria, sticky little things. Cook sisters obviously were the original before cook sisters came about. Can you tell me a little bit about that? That's a bit of a contentious uh, statement to say that it was the original because there's a lot of back and forth. Uh, between the white Africana cultures and traditions and the the Cape Malay cultures. But um, I'm not personally quite sure which one came before which. I tend to think that they kind of originated at the same time as history would have it. Because at the same time as you had the Dutch occupation and colonialization of the Cape, you also had the introduction of slaves and slavery from the, the East. So the food of South Africa and specifically the Cape is so intertwined. So yes, the cook sister is that very syrupy, hard Africana treat that we all know that you can get at every farm stall along every road around the country. But then quite specifically, the kusista, which is sometimes spelled very differently, quite specifically a Cape Malay donut, which is syrupy, yes, but also aromatic. So it has aniseed and some cinnamon and a few other things like nachi peel, and then the addition of coconut. So already in the flavors itself, you can see the influence of the slaves who were brought, enslaved people who were brought to the Cape, bringing that the flavors that the Dutch would not have had. It's such a traumatic history, but it's in a weird way, it's celebrated in these foods that we now have. So the good news is you don't have to explain to, to my audience what a knedlach is. That, that no. Really is, uh, <laughs> but, but just from what you said, I probably, you know, tend towards Christmas uh, being a lot tastier, unless, of course, it's Pesach time. You're obviously um, embracing your Cape Malay, and I'm assuming your Cape Malay heritage. 
Um, so uh, this is also addressed in the piece because obviously I was born in 83, so uh, just before all the various uh, states of emergencies in the 80s. But, you know, regardless of that, I would still be classified then and now as colored. Actually, then I would probably have been classified as Cape colored. So, you know, all these random delineations that are chosen for you without, <laughs> without having a say in it, even just the term colored is very... Uh, limiting to what it actually is. It's, it's not necessarily a homogenous group, especially if you look at our DNA. We got my DNA tested a few years back and the Cape Colored genome, for lack of a better word, is one of the most diverse on the planet. And I think that's the case for every nationality that originates around a port city specifically, and which is what Cape Town essentially was. So my heritage is very mixed. This is also what's interesting. I share genes with some South African Jews. Doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. So many Europeans, so many Africans, some like Brazilian or Australian, you know, so like it's all over the place. I think Cape Malay is a part of that. I'm absolutely sure that I have some Middle Eastern or East Asian influence in my genes. So yeah, it's all encompassing. There's one term for a, a huge, huge umbrella of, of peoples, you know, that are, are in me genetically. As you say, the, um, if I can use the word, and I don't like using it, coloured community is yes. very heterogeneous. And, um, and also your views on all different things. You're probably the most heterogeneous community when it comes to expressing identity. You know, as, as a Zulu, you kind of associate with certain things, but not necessarily coloured communities in South Africa. And I think, unfortunately, that's part of the reason for that. Obviously, we know with all the colonialism and all of the, the historical um, influences, but also the, I think the reason why people are not necessarily able to pinpoint what makes someone, quote, colored, is also down to the apartheid engineering of, of divide and conquer, separating and eliminating a lot of the indigenous history and knowledge from our history books. As a people, I may say, it's only, I think, in the last 20 years or so that there's been an active reclamation of the contentious term of colored. And some people still don't like using it. And, you know, that's also, also a whole thing. But a, a very active reclam reclamation of the first peoples of the Cape, the, the DNA, the, the understanding that you're not just a glorified European, you are also African and Asian, you have all this ancestry within you, which I think is very important. So it's been a very interesting shift culturally to see not just the representation of colored people changing, but also us within ourselves as a very large, you know, heterogeneous community, reclaiming ourselves, you know, giving ourselves the right to exist. Obviously, as an actress and a singer, you have the ability to use art and entertainment to help ordinary ordinary South Africans also learn a little bit more about cultures beyond our own and mm. stretch it. And I'm sure um, that's what you are starting to do in Chris Sisters and Knaidla. Mm. And I know I'm looking forward to it. Um, Chantal, anybody who'd like to see the show, it's at, you can buy tickets at CompuTicket. Um, you can work through Daphne Kun from the, the Santon Theatre on the Square. And how long are you running until? So, um, firstly, the show is called From Kusistas to Knedlach with Kids. It's a bit of a mouthful, but hopefully you can find it on computer ticket. If not, you can email the theatre on theatreonthesquare at gmail.com. 
They are on the Mandela Theatre, at the Mandela Square. If you happen to be in Sandton, you can book through the theatre itself. But we run until the 21st of May. So this is great. We have a three-week run, which is a gift, absolutely. Unfortunately, still, we still have the 50% capacity as the state of disaster I know has ended, but, you know, things are still in place. We do urge our patrons to please adhere to, obviously, all the COVID protocols and, and, and be respectful of that. I know someone commented and said, oh, I'd love to come to the theatre, but I, I don't want to keep my mask on for the duration of the show. And I'm like, I'm sorry. We're sorry that you won't be able to enjoy the show, but that's those are the rules. I certainly don't want to be in a position as the, the co-producer of this piece to suddenly have a COVID outbreak because my audience weren't adhering to the rules, you know. Daphne Kuhn at Theatre on the Square, they've really done the utmost to keep the, the theatre going and keep it alive. It, it could have been mothballed for however long. So we really urge you to please, you know, find theatre on the square, social pages, all the, all the information will be there as well. And, and we hope to see you at the theatre. And I can just, as a patron, say that um, you, at every show that I've been to at the Santon Theatre on the Square, I have forgotten that I'm even wearing a mask because the second the lights come on, you are transported and taken away into another world and COVID, no. and this is yeah. being dealt with cleverly on the stage, is not even an issue. So yes, definitely keep your masks on, but do attend. Um, Chantal, yeah. thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That was Chantal Stanfield, um, actress and singer whose show From Coos Sisters to Knedlach with Children is now on at the Santa Theatre on the Square.